Yeah, my life is like one big giant embarrassment. It's like Bob Saget narrates my life behind the scenes and someone's <laughs> got the camera recording it. I don't remember hot peppers, but maybe. <laughs> America, America, this is you. <laughs> like one more people to the Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Embarrassing Me, the podcast that celebrates and shares embarrassing stories. Today we have special guests, Mike and Nathan. Mike and Nathan and I uh, grew up in high school together. We went to the same youth group. Uh, They were always so funny and they are just as funny on today's podcast. So I hope you enjoy listening to their uh, embarrassing stories and their antics. I'll talk to you after the show about how you can contact me with your own embarrassing stories. So for now, sit back and enjoy. That's a, that's a weird thing about us though. Like we intentionally embarrass ourselves a lot. Like we played that eat garbage from garbage can game at Wonderland. Yeah, see, I wasn't embarrassed, but people were embarrassed for me. Yeah. That's you why... ate garbage at Wonderland? Oh, everywhere. <laughs> Anytime you passed a garbage can, you had to play the game Eat Garbage from Garbage Can Game. <laughs> yeah. And the game was the first person would pick it out and take a bite. And then you had to match that by pulling something else out and taking a bite. It's kind of, it's the ultimate one-upper. Yeah. Mm. I ate a, a, a mystery meat sandwich in a baggie full of some clear liquid. <laughs> but the catch was, at the end, nobody won. <laughs> nobody. nobody won. <laughs> that is, that is, the best no, we were still, I think we were in grade eight. It's so long ago. Yeah, it's probably our grade eight year for sure. Yeah, I, it was the end of the school day and we were outside leaving. <laughs> I don't know. We were in this phase where we we're like, let's just do random stuff. I think we must have been watching people like Tom Green or something. Uh, I was like, hey, Mike, I dare you to throw my backpack on the roof of the school. And he's like, all right. <laughs> we just did it. <laughs> and then, like, oh my gosh, you really did it. You're like, yeah, you dare me to. And then we're like, what am I going to do? Like, my back, I can't get my, it's so high. It's like, really high up so we had to go to the office and let them know um my backpacks on the school just wanted you could help us get it down so i think first went to the secretary maybe and then she she let us into the principal's office to let him know and it was just so so like it all happened it all started moving so quickly to resolve it for us and it was like oh my gosh this is embarrassing like we it's our fault that my backpack's on the roof. So we didn't want to admit that. So the principal was like, how did he get, what's going on? How did he get on the roof? <laughs> I didn't want to get Mike in trouble and I didn't want to be embarrassed. So I just said, well, uh, <laughs> this kid, this little kid, he just came out of nowhere. <laughs> he, just took, he just took my bag and he threw it on the roof. 
and he's like a little kid what do you like who was he, he was like i don't know i've never seen him before he was, he was so quick we only got his back it, was all, it all happened so fast i didn't get a good look at him oh, man. and he's just like he's kind of continuing to question us just looking so confused but eventually did you, did you envision when i was telling that story to the principal about the little kid did you envision the same kid that was peeking at you through the crack of the bathroom stall when we were in <laughs> there's like this really weird kid that once we were like in the washroom and we walked in and he was like peering at another kid through the bathroom yeah and that kid that was getting spied on was like go away <laughs> but the, the what are you creeping, doing go away the creeping kid uh, kind of the kid i think in my mind i envisioned <laughs> picking up your bag and throwing on we, we just start we he just actually start describing a real kid and he gets busted for the crime that he didn't commit he's Anyways, been your scapegoat for years that's all mike thinks of when he thinks of little kids is just this one peeping tom the creeper is my scapegoat for life he uh the principal you know after our extensive description or lack thereof of the mystery kid you know, looking at us and going, did this actually happen? And trying to stay as serious as possible. And yeah, 100%, this is exactly what happened. So he called the janitor and they came, grabbed his bag and threw it down off the roof. And nothing more was said of it. <laughs> one time we, you had a, one of those like, like little vials of like fart bomb liquid and we broke it at the public library. Mm -hmm. And he, he dropped it into the garbage can and we ran out because it just smelled so bad. And then we <laughs> we look back, we look back as the, the fire truck is arriving. Oh no. Probably inspect they thought there would be a gas leak or something. <laughs> so stupid. Do you do you remember that time time we were riding our bikes and uh, the gas station across the street there were a couple girls walking and I was looking at them and I ran right into the the uh, traffic sign yeah <laughs> sign. it's one of those things you see like in a, in a movie where the kid hits the sign and stops dead but the bike just keeps riding away and then you pick yourself up you dust yourself off and pretend like nothing happened <laughs> but, that wasn't even the only time that happened to you because there's another time we were riding down the street and we were all riding next to riding along side by side and mike's just riding like yeah just like laughing about a joke and then he looks forward and they just slams into like a giant parked back truck back. and his bike just smashed into like the mud flap of the back of the truck and he just oh went gosh. crashing into it ah funny <laughs> we were swimming in georgian bay and you jumped into really cold water yeah we got out all panicked because yeah you're uh you this is your story i feel uncomfortable talking about your nuts i think i think this should be your, your moment i feel like maybe everyone involved in this story is uncomfortable right now <laughs> no we just went swimming in uh where was that bruce peninsula right yeah cyprus it's yeah. always freezing there so it's cold. like the coldest water i jumped i pulled myself up onto the rock to get out of the water and I was like laying on my stomach and I just had never felt that much pain before. And I realized <laughs> it was so cold. They ascended up into my abdominal region somehow. 
Really? Yeah. They're trying to get warm again. Yeah. They were desperate for warmth. <laughs> just your testicles. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's the word we've been getting. Yeah. Yes. Just the testicles. Yeah. Your, your testicles descended because Georgian Bay was so cold. But we were all there when he had his little panic attack. So that was. Yeah, that was actually pretty embarrassing because I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> How many people were there? Balls disappeared. Maybe maybe a handful of people, five, six people. Yikes. Yeah. I have recover. like, sorry. Did you recover on it? <laughs> well, I have children, so I think it all worked out in the end. <laughs> I, I've got a story. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I'm not, I was kind of updating you the other day when we were talking about ideas and you hadn't heard of this one, Michelle, which surprises me because I thought a lot of people knew of this incident. <laughs> I've met people for the first time, never knew anything about them, but they knew the story. Like, oh, you're the guy. <clears throat> so yeah, anyhow, it, uh, it's the story of when my future mother-in-law saw my ding dong. And, uh, and it was quite, it was quite embarrassing. And we don't really talk about it. It's never come up in conversation between my, my now mother-in-law, then uh, she was just my girlfriend's mom. I don't know. Do we use names? I don't want to use names. You know, you don't need to use names. We call her Barbara. <clears throat> Anyhow. Yeah. So we were sitting in a car, uh, my girlfriend and I, and uh, just, uh, I don't, I don't even remember what would have caused the, the sensation, but I had, uh, I had an erection that I had to adjust you know, like the tuck up. Maybe yeah, yeah. You can't really like relate, Michelle, but Nathan understands, right? You know, you've got that, that the need to make the adjustment. So I made just the adjustment, super casual, never would have given it any other consideration. So uh, I'm sitting in the passenger seat after having done the, uh, the said adjustment and, uh, and I get out of the car. And after having been sitting in the car, I just do like a typical stretch you know my arms are up above my head and I'm just you know doing a big adjusting stretch and the tip of my penis is you know visibly above my belt line and my mother-in-law she comes out of the door and, and I can see she has made like eye contact <laughs> and immediately turns her head in an embarrassing you know uh, acknowledgement oh. that she has now seen the tip of my penis so it uh <laughs> It's never come up again, you know. There, there is just this general understanding that uh, you know it happened, and we don't need to talk about it again. But um, yeah, that was. I, I think that's probably what sealed the deal, though, because it wasn't too long after that. You know, they gave me their blessing, and I married their daughter. So it, I think maybe you impressed her that much. It must have been. I understand. There's, there's probably a correlation there. Yeah. But yeah, it's, and you were like, I have to marry into this family because now. Yeah, you've seen my my uh, my Johnson. I, I, can't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that was uh, that was good. That was good times. Oh, mm. poor Barbara. Poor Barbara. <laughs> so it was when I was about twenty. Like I just finished high school, and um, 
I was kind of just focusing on just getting work wherever I could. And I think it was, I went to a place that was basically like a temp agency. Like they were helping you find jobs. Um, so I went in and I was, just, I was just kind of having an off day and I went in, I had um, like a pretty limited um, resume. And then I also randomly had like a little portable portfolio of some artwork I've done. I don't know what I was trying to do at the time, but I just had it with me. I don't remember all the details, but I went to this temp agency place and the girl that I ended up having an interview with or like a meeting to assist me, she was maybe only like five years older than me. And I was actually like, I found myself quite attracted to her and I, I was just feeling kind of silly being there. And, and she was kind of going through what was available. And she's like, honestly, I don't really find anything that's um, relevant for you right now. We don't have much. Um, but the fact that you're an artist, like that's quite interesting. We're actually at, at our office here looking for someone that could be helping with like graphic design and like publication stuff. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I didn't really have a lot of experience with graphic stuff. I only had experience doing like drawing, illustrating, painting stuff. But, <laughs> but I really wanted to impress this girl all of a sudden. So I was like, yeah, sure. And she's like, if you want right now, we could do a little, um, like a test, like a demo, just to see if you'd be interested. <laughs> so she basically pulled up a, an article with some, um, what do you call it? Some graphic design kind of logo stuff and, and some different little, yeah, whatever, just like your average kind of display on a magazine page or whatever. And <laughs> she's like, if you can just try to emulate that, you know, just show us what you can do. That'd be great. I was like, okay. And then as soon as she left the room and I'm just sitting here on this computer with, I think it was on Photoshop and I'm realizing like instantly, like I have no idea how to go about making this thing. And I spent, I think I was there for over an hour and I was just like painfully, like just trying to recreate all these graphics and effects with like, basically long story short, by the time I was done over an hour later, I feel like my seven-year-old could have done a better job than what I produced. <laughs> it was just so bad. <laughs> I just felt so humiliated. And I kind of just left it there on the screen. And she came by, she's like, how's it going? I was like, pretty good, it's all done. And I just walked out of the building and I didn't turn back. So I have no idea what she thought when she saw it, but I never heard back. So I assume she agreed with me that it was no good. So for a little while, I uh, used to sell ice cream from a bicycle, Dickie D. I don't even, are they even around anymore? I haven't seen a Dickie D forever. How old were you? Oh man, I, 16, 17 maybe? I think you were younger. Maybe I was younger. Maybe you had to be 16 and the guy, I remember I just saw a Dickie D bike in a driveway with a bunch of coolers in a garage and I just walked up and asked him if they had any work. And he's like, how old are you? I'm like, I, I think I must have been 14 or something when I started. And uh, he's like, just get on the bike and ride it around. And tell me if you can, I want to see if you can handle this thing. So I just drove it around his driveway a couple of times. And you know, the job's yours. Bag of cash in a, in a fanny pack and sends me to a beach to sell ice cream. Um, yeah, so anyway, I was, I was at a beach and I had to poop. I just came on out of, out of the blue and it was so bad. And I was probably 20 minutes away from my house. And you can't leave your bike unattended. 
because you've got about $500 worth of ice cream in this box and I don't have a lock or key or anything like that. And you've got your money bag. And so anyhow, I, I'm sweating in panic that I'm going to have an accident. And, uh, and so I just get on my bike and I start riding home and, uh, and this thing is front load heavy. It's like super heavy. So as you start picking up speed, you get a good momentum. And, uh, and so I was just flying down the sidewalk, trying to get home and you're hitting all the bumps and your bells are jingling and kids are coming out looking to buy ice cream. And I'm just whizzing by them because I'm about to grab my payments. And you can see the devastation in kids' faces like, ice cream, ice cream, and boom, there I go. Can't stop, now I got to poop. And uh, <laughs> so I finally get to my, my street and I make the turn. And my house is on the corner and, you, and the, the speed caused my bike to tip over. And the door oh, no. comes pouring out of it. I didn't care. I just come charging in the house and um, yelling at my mom to go look at my bike because I'm certain that you know, everything is melting on the road now. And uh, I make it to the bathroom. Like I literally, I'm undoing my, my pants in like this, this moment of celebration, like I made it. And then my bowels relaxed and I crap my pants. Like I'm sitting down, it was just a full crap in my pants. It was just a <laughs> moment having like ridden through hell disappointing countless children. I like ruined the lives of probably six children that day for nothing. Nothing. I crap my pants. It happened anyway. Nothing. Oh. <sighs> mm -hmm. So when my boys asked me like, hey dad, did you ever crap your pants? That's the, the story that comes to mind. It's like, yeah, I did. And like, oh, were you like six? Were you, were you just a baby? Like, no, son, I was a man. <laughs> I crapped my pants. I was I had a mustache and I crapped my pants. Was that huh? Thailand? Yeah, the first time was Thailand. And we went to this I was on this like beach resort because we were having some time off and I was walking down the beach on my own and it just hit me as like this is come this is gonna happen like now. I have to act now. So I hid behind this weird rock formation in the water that was just a bit higher than my level. And I kind of looked around and I didn't see anyone. So I just pulled down my shorts and I thought it was just gonna go into the water and it just went all over like almost vertically. It definitely went horizontally all over the rock formation. It was pure <laughs> liquid. <laughs> Nathan left his mark. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I pulled up my swim shorts and very quickly walked back to my villa thing. But then that actually got so bad, like it wouldn't stop. And so we had to go all the way back to Bangkok and I didn't know what was going on. And they're like, okay, you have to go to a doctor. And then like in Bangkok, like the normal taxi thing is if you're just a single person, they'll throw you on a bike taxi because it's just faster, like a motorbike. So I yeah. was on I was on the back of this guy's bike and it's like 35, 40 degrees, super humid, super polluted Bangkok. And I'm like out of it. And my butt is just like so unpredictable. And he's just like weaving in and out of all these crazy busy streets. And I'm literally holding on to my butt with one hand and kind of holding onto the bike with the other hand. I'm just like, my face is like, super pale i'm just like just hold on just hold on i'm like no idea how long the ride's gonna be 
And I got to the doctor and the guy gave me some kind of shot. I don't know what was in the needle because I didn't understand Thai. And eventually <laughs> I got better. <laughs> That's my Thailand poop story. On our, uh, <clears throat> on our honeymoon, I got uh, traveler's diarrhea. That was exciting. We went to, uh, we went to Cuba and I tried so hard not to have water. Like we would drink rum and uh, if we got water, it was bottled, but it must've been, I don't know, an ice cube or something. So probably two days, three days into the honeymoon, uh, it hit me hard, like poolside, like gut just turning and twisting and rumbling and uh, full on clench butt waddle to my room to use the bathroom. And, uh, side note, we, we have heard if you uh, gift something to the, the cleaning staff, they go out of their way to make your experience that much better. We were thinking, oh, they'll stock up our fridges, we'll keep our room extra clean. So we put together this little, little bag of miscellaneous things and we gave it to one of the women that we had seen come in and out of her room. So um, it had uh, actually um, bit me in the butt uh, because now this person felt like maybe they needed to uh, clean a room a little bit more thoroughly. So I'm on the, on the crapper emptying my, my, my guts and uh, she's trying to get into the room and I can hear the, the, the keys jingling and they've got these saloon style doors and I'm sitting on the toilet, but like you can see everything from my chin down. Like it does nothing to give you privacy. So she's, but the door is like immediately like two feet away. So I'm in the process of emptying my, my, my stomach contents and I can hear her trying to come in the room and I'm shouting not to come in the room, not listening. So I literally in the, in mid poo had to stand up and kick the door in her face because I'm no. trying to, you know, have some sort of, <laughs> of privacy, but it was, uh, for a few days that was pretty pretty intense <laughs> there was a lot of pooping in cuba yeah. on your honeymoon on my honeymoon that, sucks. Yeah, that was that was intense a lot of the uh we, we did one beach side event near the end of it and uh one of the locals was like, oh how come you guys are so white you're so pale you know you should be out of the beach getting sun and so we were kind of just avoiding the question. And they're like, oh, you guys have been busy in the room. And it's like, nah, I'm moving all weekend. Like, I'm just inside by the toilet. So uh, I couldn't pretend that we were just doing it all week. It was literally just pooping all week. It was times. <laughs> no way. It's <laughs> like... <laughs> A huge thank you to Mike and Nathan for agreeing to come on today's show for being such awesome guest speakers. It's so nice to have great friends after all these years. We really appreciate your friendship, guys. 
If you would like to be a guest speaker on Embarrassing Me, I would love to have you on. Please email me at embarrassingmepodcast at gmail.com. Or if you have your own embarrassing story and you'd like me to read it out anonymously, you can email me at the same email address, embarrassingmepodcast at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear your stories and be sure to subscribe and share with a friend if you enjoy what you're hearing. Thanks again so much and I hope you have a great week. Classic.